0: Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Starr Robertson, Jesus Freak, Mom Blessed by Adoption, Wife, Wonderluster, and your Intentional Living and Biblical Mindset Coach. If you're here, you're likely a busy woman wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You have a desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you. And you want more productively peaceful days. Well, you're in the right place, sister, because that is exactly what we do here. First, building on a foundation of faith with purposeful priorities while mastering our mindset and implementing simple self-care. So mama, grab your coffee or strap your kiddos in the car seat And let's jump into today's episode. Hello sisters, and welcome back for another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Starr-Robertson, and surprise, I have another special guest with us here today, and her name is Joy Wendling. She is a wife and mama to five girls, ages one through nine. Her and her family live in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, where she has served in children's youth and family ministry within the church, a Christian preschool, and through young life. In 2016, she earned her master's in youth, family, and culture from Fuller Theological Seminary, And though her primary ministry is her family, she is also a coach for parents in discipline and discipleship using play and the connected families framework. She is also a podcast host of the Playfully Faithful Parenting podcast. Joy, thank you so much for being here with us today. Is there anything you would love to add to your bio for us?
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here I uh, just, I love the idea of your podcast and intentional abundance is just so good. I think that is one of the things that I think parenthood is all about. And so for me, um, just, just falling in love with my kids each day, um, and having them join me as we fall in love with Jesus more each day is just, um, part of who I am and, uh, what I love about life and parenthood. And yeah,
0: I love that. Even right off the bat, you're just like to fall in love with my kids more each day and have them fall more in love with me each day, as we are both falling in love with the Lord each day. And it's like, wow, I feel like that's almost a really contradictory statement to what I see a lot of parents and mothers especially once in the world living in today like they're not like growing in love and falling in love with their kids and their kids are not falling in love with them because they're there's just fighting and arguing and like poor behavior and etc and so man Tell us more about how you do this. I'd imagine it's a lot of this background that you have and, and through play and the connected families framework. So just tell me all the things, how do you do this every day?
1: (laughs) It (laughs) just the power of Jesus. I mean, inviting Mm -hmm. the Holy spirit in to my parenting and my life every day. And I'm not perfect. I mess up all the time. Um, but I think just having grace for myself and being, um, you know, able to do the internal work of letting God speak to me of when I need to humble myself to my kids and apologize and repent to my kids and listening to the Holy Spirit of, you know, when they need discipline and when they need, you know, just to let it go. And for me, just recently in the past several months, I have been just meditating on Zephaniah 317 all the time and just the way God delights over us. And that is one thing that I want my kids to know is that they are delighted over by both God and me. And so when I'm feeling super frustrated and just done, I will put on a fun song And just try to enjoy being with my kids and try to let whatever the moment is go. Um, Some, uh, some, for some people it works to like, you know, take deep breaths and be very calm. For me, I need to go crazy, you know, pop on some like nineties music or an old, you know, one of my favorites is we do, um, it's a great day to be alive. I think Travis Tritt maybe is who sings it. And my girls and I will just start dancing and they all sing and it's got like this wolf howl in it. And so we're making animal noises and we're just having fun. And it reminds me that I love them, that they are fun, they are a blessing. And so when things, when they don't feel like a blessing in the moment, I need to do something to get myself back in that right spot so that I can delight in them and they can experience that delight.
0: Yes. I love that. I think it really flips the script on what, what a lot of us would naturally tend to think is like, I just need to get away. I just need to like go hide in my closet and breathe for a minute or cry or whatever it is. But this is the second time that I've, I've kind of heard this recently. And um, in like playing a game of peekaboo or hide and seek or something with your kids that really lights them up. It like, it, it totally changes things and it changes your perspective and it does allow you to like delight in them. So I love that you said that because I think that's not typical. Like that would not be my first choice is like, you are really grinding my gears right now. Let's have fun and laugh together. But it does like smiling makes you smile more. And I think that's incredible. I love so much of what you had said about, you know, it's you doing the internal work. It's also allowing yourself to, um, like to humble yourself, to allow the Lord, to humble you, for you to apologize to your kids, like how I was raised. Like, no adults do not apologize to children. And I do. There's been so many times I've had to be like going to my son and apologizing to him because I raised my voice at him. Or something of that nature that I was just like, I don't want to be that parent. And that's not how I want my son responding to me or even to teach him. That's how we respond to others in, in situations like that. And so I love that you brought that up. I love that you said it's the power of Jesus and in inviting him in every day. If it weren't for him, I, I like, I do not know how non-believers parent at all. Like I, 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 in that sense, I understand like the mommy needs her wine culture and, and different stuff like that because I need him every day and parenting is a sanctification process of its own. And I did not realize this when I begged to be a mother for 10 years. So, um, it's been a difficult adjustment of expectations for me for sure, but, um, I love that you brought up Zephaniah 317 and God delights over us. And, and wow, what a takeaway. If that's the only thing I've heard you say today, that was powerful to me to know, okay, God delights in me and he delights in my children. I should delight in my children, but then we should also delight in him. And so it's just this beautiful circle of, of love and grace and just beauty. So thank you so much for talking about all of that. I want to let you just share off the walls here. But I am just dying to know what is the Connected Families framework. I've not heard of that before. And so would you mind explaining that to us a little bit? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So Connected Families is an amazing ministry. Um, you can find them online, uh, connectedfamilies.org. They um, have a lot of really wonderful resources for parents. They have, um, courses, they've got a couple of books. Um, their main course is called discipline that connects with your child's heart. And that's how I found them a few years ago is through, um, well, through the book of the same name. And then I went and took their course online and, um, I have just fallen in love with their framework. And it is all about connecting with your child and connecting with Jesus. And so, and then letting the discipline flow through that. And they have a ton of wonderful tools. And uh, so I recently started their parent coach certification program. So I get to go more in depth with all of their materials, their tools, their courses, and then I get to walk alongside other parents and introduce them to this. And so it's got four main messages. And the first message um, is a message that these are all messages we want our kids to hear through our parenting and through our discipline. So the first one is, Child, you are safe with me. Hmm. And that's, we want our children to feel emotionally safe, physically safe, and spiritually safe. Um, and then, Child, you are loved no matter what. The third one is you are called and capable. And then finally, child, you are responsible for your actions. And so what I love is so often parents, we, we will say, oh, how do I fix this issue about my kid? How do I make my kid behave? And that's the last step in the framework. And the first part of this is all about being a safe parent. And so that's that connecting with Jesus daily and um, taking time to pray before you talk to your child about, you know, whatever situation is going on, making sure you're calm, making sure your kids know that you're not going to, you know, spout scripture at them to punish them you know, and that you're using scripture lovingly and that we're pointing Jesus or our kids to Jesus in an authentic way, as opposed to a scary way, Um, which I think it can happen when we're so overwhelmed as parents. And we're just like, Jesus says, if you love me, obey me. (laughs) And, you know, and then we just want our kids, if you love me, obey me. And, and we use, and it is true that Jesus said that but that's not the heart. He didn't, you know, make his disciples follow him out of fear. Yes. It was all love based. And so um that's what I love about connected families is that it helps us um as parents to become a safe person who draws on the power of the Holy spirit to, you know, grow us and continue to sanctify us through parenting. And then we get to share this unconditional love with our kids. Then we get to call out the gifts that God has given them that they may be using in poor ways and help Mm -hmm. redirect them and give them the skills to use those gifts to glorify God and bless others. And then finally Once we've been through all that other work, then we can correct our kids and, Mm -hmm. you know, help them to see that they're responsible for their actions. But all of those other things need to be in place before we can do it in a really loving, faithful way that points our kids towards a God who loves them unconditionally as well. Wow. Powerful.
0: I totally get why you
1: like ran to
0: this. Um, I'm, I'm in love already. I just want to say you're hired because I just feel so good after hearing you explain that a couple of things that you said that I am just like, woohoo was you, you did it first. You fell in love with it because you walked through it yourself. And then you're like, this is good stuff. I want to be certified in this to teach others. And, um, I think recently we just had on a podcast, a therapist who teaches, it's a different kind of like parenting, but, but similarly connected. I don't think it's faith-based. It's definitely psychology-based, right? Because well, I'm not saying this isn't, um, but same thing when her kids were little, she went through this program and now her kids are older and she's like, Nobody here in Alaska, where we are, is certified to do this. And so she's like, this had such a positive impact on my parenting and my relationship with my kids. I'm going to get certified in this to teach people to do it. And so I love that. It's not just like, oh, that sounds cool. Let me go ahead and do that. You were like, this I'm going to do it for me. And then wow, it works, it's great. I believe in this. I'm going to go for it. And the four messages are just so incredibly powerful. And I think about when I see a lot of parenting coaches, whether it's on TikTok or Instagram or whatever it is, you know, gentle parenting coaches or different things like that. For me, when I see them, sometimes I feel like a lot of guilt around it because like, they're telling me I should be parenting in a way that just like, I mean, I don't know, some of it's not founded in scripture or very biblical, right. But it's like, it's, I don't even know. I, that's the only thing that I could say about it really. Whereas when you just went through and explained all of this, I'm like, this is graced, grace based parenting, you know? And it just, it makes me feel so good because yeah, I want my child to hear and know and live with all of those messages. The one that really resonates with me for certain is the called and capable, like, I did not, I was not raised in the church by like believing parents. And so definitely different experience, but I see parents to now, um, older youth in our church who they have this message. They believe that they are called and capable. They're already 16 years old living in their gifts. Their gifts are already more developed than some adults that I've met and a a little bit, twinges a little bit of like jealousy in me, right? Like, man, I wish I had that much support and encouragement. And like, I received those messages. Um, but really it's like, no, this is just an example of like how I could show up in a different way and the kind of parent I want to be to my children. And so I just wanted to share that because that part of your message in this connected families framework really resonated with me. And then the part where you said, um, in different words, but basically like I'm a firm believer of this too, we can't fix the fruit without getting to the root. And all of our actions and behaviors stem from our thoughts and beliefs and our feelings. And that's essentially what this framework is like designed naturally to overcome with parenting our children in that we really get to the root of those beliefs and those messages that the kids are carrying about themselves, their relationship with us and their relationship with the Lord before we're even trying to correct any of those behaviors. So for me, I'm sold, like I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I want to know about the other part of what you do too, is the discipline and discipleship using play, because I think this is super exciting and I agree. And one of the things that you had said, um, earlier was about you know even as adults and as moms we need to play and you talked about you know turning on the music and just howling with your kids and whatever else I'm a huge advocate for play my son is only two and a half but we're already homeschooling Um, and everybody's like you're homeschooling him already like you're taking his you know childhood away and his imagination I'm like no we do it playing where it's like it's fun it's interactive and like now everything everything he sees, he wants to tell me what color it is. Yes. <laughs> so touch more on this um, discipline and discipleship using play. Cause I'm curious about that too.
1: Yes. So play is especially in kids is the way God created their brains to grow and learn. It is also the way that they best develop bonds with other people. And that's not even just true for kids. Like that's true in us as adults as well. Uh, There is a quote and I can't, I think it may be GK Chesterton who said, you can learn more about a person in one hour of play than, you know, in some number of hours of conversation. Like, but just the power of play for us to grow and to learn. And also to build relationships is huge. And so um, I have, uh, you know, looked at the, how the brain works with play. And I'm, I love to study and do research on, on play and child development. And I just taking all of what I've heard from this secular research and knowing that I want my kids to know. God and to know that he permeates everything and is in control of everything. If play is the way they learn, then I want them to learn about God through play as well. And if this is a really powerful tool in, you know, preschool and kindergarten, then it's got to be for faith as well. Yes. And so that as we are helping our kids' brains to grow and develop, and making connections as in their brains, you know, through through the day um, for littles or even early elementary school, if we can be building God into their play, um, then we can be naturally building Him into these connections in their brains, and so that as they grow. It's not a new thing for them to say, oh, you know, this science, it works. You know, scientists say that, that the rain comes because of this and this, but I know that God designed the clouds to collect the rain and then to release it. And, you know, and we've learned this through play and they've built these connections from childhood that God is just in all of it. And, um, so I like to say we can add faith to play, or we can add play to our faith Mm -hmm. and that we need to do both of them. And so adding play to faith would be, um, you know, making your prayer time playful and not necessarily all the time it, you know, but sometimes, um, I like to let my kids build, like if they're been having um like if they're scared of something we can make it with play with clay-doh play and um then we can like pray about it and then we pretend that god smashes the fears and we you know smash the play-doh and so we've added a little bit of of play to our faith and then but we can also add faith to play by saying you know my kids are playing with baby dolls and i can come join them in their plans. Do you know of any babies in the Bible? Do you remember when, when Moses was a baby, what happened to him as a baby? Oh, he was put in a river. Let's find a basket for your baby. Let's, you know, and take what they're already doing and add a little bit of faith to that. Incredible. Thank you for
0: saying that, because that was going to be one of the first questions that I asked you was like, okay, so what does this look like? Can you give us an example? And that's exactly what you did both ways around. Because I feel like as adults in this like busy, right, it's a very busy, fast paced, like productive world that we're in. I think it's so easy to forget to play, to forget even what play is. So I was gonna be like, can you define play really? But in reality, I think about, you know, some of my best friends that I have and the closest relationships that I have with people are the ones that I've had fun with. The ones that we have had game nights together and the ones that we have gone to like a craft night or paint night or something where we actually got to just play and have fun instead of just sitting around and having conversations together or whatever else. And then I, I know people that I've only had conversations with, there tends to be a little bit more of a distance in our relationship. So as soon as you had said that both like with, um, you know, it's, it's the way that God created kids to grow, learn and bond, but it's the same way with us too. And my husband actually said this the other day, which I think kind of relates to this. He was talking about he, he thinks it's so weird how school is structured because like, it seems like all the studies in science shows and everyone that you talk to that sitting there being lectured at is not the best way that you learn. You learn by doing, you learn by having your hands on and practicing it yourself. But yet, you know, most college classes are like in a lecture-based format and like reading a book. And A majority of people would not say that they learn that way. And I think it's important. Like so many do learn through playing. And so thank you for saying that. Thank you for these examples. Um, is there anything else, like any tips or takeaways that you would love to share with the audience? Anything that God is pressing on your heart? Like these people need to know.
1: I think, um, one, yeah, like play can look, So different for different people. For me, some days play is a really good cup of tea. Mm. Like, you know, I just, if I need a little break, I can make a really good cup of tea and just sit and enjoy that, you know, with a book or maybe with some worship music. And so play sometimes can be very quiet and, you know, and personal, but play can also be big vacations, you know, Mm. or going to the park or, you know, a bubble bath for your kids play doesn't have to look a certain way. Mm. And I think being a student of your child and learning what makes them engaged in play is really important. Um, as a parent. And so you want to introduce your kid to ways that you like to play as well as engaging in things that they like to play. So sometimes I like to pull out um, my, you know, big people craft supplies and I will then get my kids their own art supplies and we'll sit and do things together. But it's based on, you know, not them saying, Hey, I want to paint, but me feeling like, Oh, I need to create something. I need, you know, I need to play. And so inviting them into my own play, but then sometimes it's child-led as well. And I think both of those are really important. And then that my other tip would be say yes, as much as possible. And I mean, kids hear no all the time. And so when we can find ways to safely say yes um, and whether it means we're being interrupted or we're having to change our schedule, like take that opportunity to make your kids feel like they are worth it because they are. And I mean, not all day, every day, you can't say yes all the time. But, um, and especially like, if you don't know how to play with your kids and, you know, you sit down with them and they're like, okay, we're going to play cars. Yes. What would you, you know, how do you want me to play with my car? Where's my car going? You know, let your kid Mm -hmm. take the lead. And it's really empowering for them and it helps them build executive function in the in their brain. And it helps them to be able to make choices and decisions. And it's just, it helps them so much to let them lead.
0: Yes. I love that. That's so powerful. I just did that with my son the other day. I was like, okay, well, what do you want to play? And so he took me into the toy room and wanted to play with his little race car track. And he handed me a car and he told me where to put it. And he told me to push the button. And I was just like, okay, this is what he wants to do. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. So yes, thank you for saying that you make me feel like I did something good. (laughs) (laughs) You did. So joy, if people wanted to connect with you, to learn more from you, um, to find out how to, to work with you in the future, or, um about your podcast? Where do they find you?
1: Uh, my blog created to be a great place. Also on Instagram. Um, uh, my name is created to play there as well. And the podcast again is called playfully faithful parenting.
0: Okay, awesome. And I will include all of those links in the show notes so you guys will have easy access to snag those. And um, last question before we jump off, Joy, what does intentional abundance mean to you?
1: So I've been thinking about that, and I just the verse John 10:10 10, 10 jumps out to me, and it's always been one of my favorite verses. And just recently I shared, a podcast episode about um, parenting out of abundance an abundant life as opposed to fear. And so to me, intentional abundance is just letting go of the fears that you're not going to please God and that you're not going to be enough and just living in the freedom that Christ died for. I mean, he says he came to give us this abundant life and taking him up on that offer to me is intentional abundance. Like, you know, saying yes, playing, enjoying your life, enjoying the blessings that God has given us.
0: Absolutely. That's the verse that brought this about. God gave me John ten ten, and just abundance really stuck out to me in that verse. And it's the verse it's on the back of my Bible hand painted. Um, it's like the main verse of intentional abundance and everything. So I'm so grateful that you had brought that up. Thank you, Lord. Um, about this abundant parenting off the top of your head. Do you know what podcast episode that is? I- or it's just, uh, it has the abundant parenting in the title. It's in, it does. It's in
1: in the thirties.
0: Okay. I'm Um, definitely going to be listening to that. So early thirties episode 33, 33. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Joy. I've learned so much from you. Um, I'm in love. I I'm in love with this connected families framework that you shared about. Um, I'm definitely going to be reaching out through your link, um, about some of the things that you are offering right now because I just think what you have to share, um, doesn't, it doesn't mean I'm a bad mom. It just means I'm ready to do what it takes to be an even better mom, to be more connected and better at playing with my son. Cause honestly, I'm not the best I see mess and I want to like clean up or, or whatever else. So I love what you have to offer. Thank you for sharing those tips and just your story with us. It's been so powerful and so impactful for me. And I know it's going to inspire and help others as well. So thank you, Joy. Thank you to all of our listeners. And I hope you all have a blessed day. Thank you. Wow, friends. What a value-packed episode. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Joy just as much as I did having it. I did want to take this time to point out to you guys that my husband and I took advantage of Joy and her knowledge and information, and we are actually halfway through walking this connected families framework with her. And I just have to say, it has opened our eyes and broadened our horizons and we are already seeing changes in the way we're parenting, the way we're communicating and connecting with our son, as well as changes and shifts in his behavior in responding to the way that we are relating to him now. So if parenting is an area where you might struggle a little bit, I think we all do, right? I think I mentioned in this podcast episode, we're not bad parents. We're not bad people. We're doing the best we can with what we know how. And this Connected Families Framework has just helped us understand and know so much more that we're able to parent in a different way than we had ever been able to prior to learning the tools and information that is shared in it. Enjoy Joy is a fabulous coach to walk you through encourage you and help you come up with solutions to some of the things you might be struggling with. So strongly recommended, check out the link in the bio. And if you do have any questions or anything else, connect with her on social. But I also want to point out she is a member in the Intentional Abundance community, the Productively Peaceful Moms Club over on Facebook, where basically every episode, I'm encouraging you guys to come over and jump in and join us and start conversations around these podcast episodes, share your takeaways, but also just show up and be you and know that this safe space is for you as well. So I'll see you on the inside, sisters.